0: Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. It is time to stop reading other people's success story. I tell that to everybody who listens to my show because you need to start writing your own. Now, you can be motivated by their success because their stories can offer direction and help you reach your goals and also create a plan for you, a plan that can also be delivered through your committed effort. My interviews on Money Making conversation are for the consumers and also business owners because I give you access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. I got a couple of industry decision makers as my next guests. They are Jessica Myers and Devon Reeves. Since 2019, Principals Jessica Myers and Devon Reeds have acquired more than $14 million in commercial real estate assets with a focus on hotels and multifamily structures. The firm works with passive investors seeking attractive long-term investment strategies to grow their real estate portfolio. Jessica, who's a proud member of A.K.A. Africa uh, for Alpha, Alpha, Alpha Sorority, Incorporated. That's another word. You know, you, you're you going to do it either way. You know, you're know, you going to have to give it the whole name or you're just going to say one of the same. You're going to say both of them. Founded, okay. Both of them founded Epic Collective with her friend Donna Reef. They're all both in, based in Atlanta, Georgia, where my show Money Making Conversation originates. They will be discussing how to raise capital and how to buy a hotel, something I've never thought of in my life. I just bought a building. Now, trying to buy a hotel is not even closely in my whole brain process. Please welcome the Money Making conversation, Jessica Myers, AKA and Devon Reeves. <laughs> hi,
1: hi. Thank you so much for having us. We're so excited to be here.
0: Well, thank yes, you very much. Uh, Ms. Thanks. Reeves, let's start out with you. You know, I, I put all that AKA love all on Jessica. I got to move my love over you just letting you know, you know, you're just as important to me as well. You know, I'm just a member of Omega Psi Phi fraternity. So, I always got to shift with love.
2: That's all right. That's frat- all right. Love. So what's I'm happening? not Greek, but my, 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 dad he's a he's a proud he's he's a he's a big fan of p-funk so how about that so that's my affiliation
0: <laughs> <laughs> make my funk the p-funk i gonna tell you something i was there when the mothership landed so i'm all right with your dad i'm all right with your dad tell us a little background about yourself devon
2: oh sure well thank you so much for having us for my name is a um, devon reeves i've mm-hmm. actually been in the hotel industry for over 14 years mm-hmm. i got my start off as a uh, front desk agent Uh, So my background includes operations, feasibility studies, asset management, Mm -hmm. and uh, now I can add hotel owner.
0: Now, hotel owner, you just throw that out there so casually. And uh, I don't have a clue as to what that means. I bought a car. I bought a boat. I bought clothes on a regular basis, Shoes. I bought a building. (laughs) But you just throwing out the word hotel like that's Like that's something we just get on a regular basis when we go to a Bed Bath and Beyond or something like that.
2: Well, you know what? I'm trying to educate people so they can do that, so we can add hotel ownership to the conversation.
0: Jessica, Jessica, is she being too casual with this? Jessica, don't realize
2: that hotel ownership is actually like you're buying into a franchise. Right. So hotels, Hyatt's, Marriotts, Hilton—they only own less than three percent of hotels in their inventory. So that opens opportunities for people like you and I. We consider ourselves small businesses. Um, We can actually own a hotel. Over 60 percent of the hotels in the United States are actually owned by small, small businesses.
0: Jessica, should I be nervous to even consider the prospect of wanting to get into the franchising business of owning a hotel?
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely not. Especially when you have the right team around you to make sure it happens. Um, And that's the goal. We really want to change the narrative and make it more of a conversational piece. And that's what we hope to do, like blaze the trail so that you now can see, hey, it's attainable. It's about owning franchise opportunities. Look at it that simply, and that's that's really uh, what we look to do is to raise the narrative so that we're changing the conversation. And it is something just like Q-tips are now, you know, just the thing that you say. Right. We really want it to be hotel ownerships like. Duh, that's that's what you do. And that's the importance of what we're creating with Epic Collective.
0: Now, Epic Collective, that's a that's a cool name, E-P-I-Q, which is an interesting spelling there. And I have to ask, why is the spelling that way?
2: Well, we like to be different. (laughs) You think of Epic, you think of (laughs) E-P-I-C. Well, we're different. We're two unique (laughs) ladies, as Mm you can see um doing epic things uh create and doing we're doing it collectively mm-hmm. so that's why we wanted to be uh unique and different like i just said as far as up oh, can you oh as far as that's why we add the the cue to it
0: well it's a great thing about it I'm, I'm i'm interviewing both of you you're ladies and um you know coming into business they said the fastest growing uh sector of of entrepreneurship is females and especially african-american females so i'm looking it's at two dynamic, dynamic. i'm interviewing yes. two dynamic ladies based out of atlanta so let me ask you this jessica how did you two connect to become founders and become business partners
1: well actually we went to college together mm-hmm. and we just stayed in touch through the years mm-hmm. and it came a point where we were both in our um, entrepreneurial journey davon had moved to boston i moved to new york and we moved back to atlanta and it was like hey let's meet up for lunch. Mm-hmm. And then lunch date after lunch date, before you know it, we're exploring dreams, we're exploring visions and knowing what Devon was doing in the hospitality space. I started out as a wholesaler and mm-hmm. she would often tell me like, Hey, you know what you're doing in the hotel, whole, um, wholesaling space. It's still real estate. Right. You can apply those same aspects of what you're doing on, you know, the single family side. You can apply that to the commercial side. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, oh. like, cause in the, in the wholesaling space, Not many people are talking about owning a hotel. We're doing one family at a time. But that is a great entryway to get into the industry, to learn the lingo and learn the language. But just going to lunch with Devon, who has the hotel experience, she's like, hey, you really need to start looking at these skills and, and how to go in and, and do these strategies so that you can acquire more units. Because she knew that my passion was to acquire a thousand doors. And she was like, doing it one door at a time is not effective. Hotels will allow you to do it even further um, and collectively. So that's that's been a
0: part of our journey okay uh i'll be remiss what properties and from a franchising standpoint are you guys tied to right now
2: uh currently we are tied to hilton the hilton franchise we acquired an 85 room um home two suites in el reno oklahoma
0: okay cool now comes with that is employment and you acquired and i'm assuming in uh what year did you acquire uh
2: 2020 so we acquired it during covid
0: Doing, yeah. uh, <laughs> COVID when, um, so let's, let's talk about that, you know, cause you would not, you, like I bought my building during COVID. So yeah. I had during, a vision. During,
1: during down economies right. are when most millionaires are made. Right. It's about seizing and looking for opportunity. Right. But you have to, as, as I always say, stay ready, don't have to get ready. So now, it's like when you're already ready to seize the moment, you have your team around you, you're looking for opportunity. That's how a down market you can now capitalize on those elements.
0: But you're in the hospitality world, and we know that was hit tremendously. But I always believe that. But you're in a different hospitality because you're not tied to vacationing you're not tied to results. You're okay. tied to daily travelers who are on the road. And that never stops. You know, the daily on the road travel, in fact, people travel more, increase their road travel and diminish their air travel. So talk about that whole concept of knowing and putting your business plan together, saying, you know, some we feel we're aligning ourselves with the right format because we're not buying the result we're buying a i like to say a business hotel we deal with daily travels they're not long term stay usually a day maybe two days or weekend stay is that part of the process in uh, making that purchase or one that you should pursue
2: Absolutely. I actually encourage and what you're talking about, you're talking about limited service hotels, And I Hmm. encourage that the first time hotel owners. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I encourage that, because like you mentioned, you know, during a downtime, during downturn, even, you know, 10 years ago with the last um, real estate crash, the hospitality industry took a hit as well. Not as hard as this hit, but it still took a hit. And that's what actually got me thinking, because I was actually working in a hotel the last downturn about 10 years ago. And I remember jobs being lost. Hotels, we, no one, you know, hotels didn't have to close down, fortunately. Right. But I remember that, and that stayed with me. And I said, you know what? The next opportunity, I'm gonna take advantage of that, and I'm gonna look into limited service hotels, and I'm gonna look at those those hotels that are on the side of the road. I'm gonna look at those people who are just, you know, mm-hmm. I want to drive, I want to do this, and not necessarily focus on resorts, because mm-hmm. the first thing that happens during a downturn, um, people cut their travel budgets. That's the first thing.
0: Right. Now, it's interesting. Now, you're in Oklahoma. You're based in Atlanta. You bought a whole property in Oklahoma. How do you supervise it? How do you maintain quality control of a property that's, you know, several hundred miles away from you?
1: Well, that's was- why we that's why we emphasize having the, the right team and okay. having an operator on our team, they handle the day to day so that we can continue on um about you know the operations of Epic Collective while they're there, you know. We don't get the calls in the middle of the night like, hey, this maid didn't show up for work or the front desk worker <laughs> is running late because we have an operator in place that handles that for us.
0: I know you don't want to get the call that the maid is late and you're in Atlanta. That, that mm-hmm. does. And it's, yeah. on, it's on central time zone, too. So you don't want to get that call. You're on eastern time zone. But you have to deal with putting a team together. I'm, I'm talking to two fantastic entrepreneurs here. What exactly is your team?
2: So your team would include having a broker. Mm-hmm. Uh, your team would include having an operator that Jessica just mentioned. And also your team would include having a brand. Um, so we Hilton is a part of the team. Um, also having a lender. So Rashawn, you just mentioned how you purchased the building. So if you notice some of the concepts that we're talking about, it probably can translate into because mm-hmm. a building, office building or whatever type of building is still a form of commercial real right. estate. Mm-hmm. So the fundamentals are definitely the same. So having that team to help you find the location, uh, you know, you start out with having your ownership thesis, uh, you start out with, you know, finding a lender and typically your broker can help you find a lender or working with a hotel consultant or an asset manager. So all of those are the key pl- key players to help you find, a, a, you want to find a profitable hotel. So I teach hotel when I teach people to buy hotels, I teach people so that way they can become successful and profitable hotel owners, and not just the regular hotel owner.
0: Well, you know, it's really interesting when I'm talking to you because it is a mindset. Let's go and be honest. You know, like I said, uh, you know, you know, it, 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 when you talk about entrepreneurs, they they want to buy like a franchise, a, a, a casual dining franchise, or a fast food franchise, or a made or maid service related franchise, and so. But when you start talking about a building, and I'm just. I'm just I try to have honest conversations on that because I can't even fathom that process. And so and I, and, I, and I know you have a history of hospitality service. So you've seen the, the technique. And from the same point, Jessica, you have a wholesale. But how does a regular person like me, even though I'm successful, become a person who will find interest in the type of long term investment opportunities that you guys provide?
1: Well, as she mentioned, that's where it's important to develop your ownership thesis, because the name of the game is cash flow in yes. any industry. Right. And it's now understanding at what point am I willing and looking to come in right. to this process to go ahead and get it started, which mm-hmm. comes with what, where, where am I? Before you start a destination or, or if we, we set off to go to a road trip to New York, you really want to find out, well, where am I right now? I'm in Georgia. I'm in Atlanta. And now I can build the road to success. So Mm -hmm. that's what she meant as far as um, the ownership thesis and understanding where is it that you are right now? What tools do you have access to, which will help to determine where it is that you're looking to go and grow in your cash flow journey?
0: Well, you know, I I remember I had an opportunity when I was managing Steve Harvey. You were sitting down and we were thinking about buying El Pollo Loco. OK. And then, you know, because what, what, what we learned from that meeting was that you can't rich, get rich off one El Pollo Loco. You know, right. you got to have several, you know, because when they start talking about, you know, the profit margin, maybe like fifteen thousand dollars a month. You know, it really shook us up. Well, that's not that much money. When you start at 12, that's a lot of work for that's your profit margin, you know, at the time that we was talking to them. So being a franchisee. So, what is that? Is there a magic number of uh, properties that you should own before you really start resonating, be calling it? You know, because you know when you own property, you're a millionaire already. But are you a millionaire in your bank account? That's what I'm talking about. When you can walk, when you can floss your success. You know, bigger houses. Bigger cars, bigger vacations. So, is there a model in place now that you go? We got the one in Oklahoma. Then we're gonna get three more properties, and we feel that we'll be resonating as a, as a as a firm that one day can be, you know, a, a Fortune 500.
2: So that's actually a good point, and that's going back to your ownership pieces. So, yes. um, hotels you can let it look at it a couple ways. You can focus on cash flow, yes. right? And that's an easier way to build a portfolio, probably faster. Or you can look at more. you mentioned long term hotels are definitely capital intensive and definitely a long term investment. Right. So um, a buy and hold strategy. But if you want to really build a portfolio, uh, you start you you have a combination of both. You have a combination of having a cash flowing property, which is more of a limited service. So maybe even more of an economy like a super eight or a, a days in. Those are what you consider economy hotels. Those are true. Or even a motel six. Those are good cash loan property. And a lot of folks, um, including the Indian community, they own over 50% of the hotels using that model. They started off with really small hotels, Mm -hmm. less than 100 cash loan properties, and that's how they will build portfolios. Mm -hmm. And those are the same techniques that we're using. Mm -hmm. Starting off with smaller hotels, cash loan, Hilton. uh, When you start getting into the Hilton and the Marriott, we were fortunate Because usually people in their later years in um, the hospitality industry get into more of the Hilton and the Marriott, Uh, but we we looked at more of a a hold um, hold approach, buy and hold approach.
0: Right. So, so Jessica, when I look up, tell everybody, I'm interviewing Jessica Myers and uh, Devon Reed. uh, They're the founders of Epic Collective. Um, They're in the hospitality business. They buy and collect hotels. They seek out investors to uh, look at the long term investment opportunities they can do. Working with them, so I'm I'm, I'm a good talker. I'm gonna I'm gonna lie. I'm a good talker, but I'm, I don't know if I'm a good enough talker to convince people to give me money. So <laughs> th- see, that's a say. I've heard. See, Jessica can talk. You know, I'm not saying Devon. You can talk too. But Jessica over there, she got a little bit extra in her conversation. So when y'all go in there making the presentation, who's the talker or who's the lead person in the pitch?
2: I mean, for me when the ho- with the hotels.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, I was like, it's a collaborative effort, I feel, because I always tell Devine, I mean, technically, you know, you're the one who who brought me into the hotel space and the commercial space. It's not something I was looking into. You know, I'm in the single family space. I'm a real estate developer Mm -hmm. Um, as a wholesaler. You know, I was I was just fine but someone to <laughs> shed light like hey this could be a lot more exponential so i would say that she convinced me and i'm the type of person you know i used to i had a career in sales prior to getting to real estate right. and i would say once i see something that works I'm going to go tell everybody. And that's and that's the power of what we've been able to create through Epic Collective, because Devon is the one that got me into the commercial space. And now we're able to tag team and tell people in our community, like, you know, we knew a lot of people from Georgia State. We knew um, university, which is where we went and where we met. Mm -hmm. Um, We know a lot of people just from from networking from building our team, from going to the events, the groundwork, Navon having a 14 year career in in the hotel space. She Mm -hmm. knew a lot of people. So it was really about identifying the opportunity, providing the education to take advantage of the opportunity and then executing on the opportunity.
0: Well, you know, um, this is Rashawn McDonald. Try to walk me into the steps of becoming a potential investor or the steps of being a potential hotel owner or what Sean Do. Cause like this is what I hear, you know, like you, you try to own a McDonald's, they they bring you into a McDonald's, and you have to work so you can understand. I'm sure the same thing with Chick-fil-A, same thing with Burger King. If I wanna become a hotel owner, do I gotta go over there, and make up beds, clean up some restrooms, or do what amount what of work do I have to put in to feel that I need to understand the business of hospitality
2: that goes back to your ownership thesis if you want to do if you want to become an owner operator Meaning then you will be doing that, what you just said. You will be checking in folks
0: and making the bid. And that's what y'all doing? Y'all not doing that? Y'all don't want to be that?
2: No, we're not doing that. No, we're not doing that. I refuse (laughs) to check in another guest. That's why I hire. So if I had to check in guests at this point in my career, somebody getting fired. And part part of my strategy is owning
1: my time so that I don't have to work. So I definitely... And looking for more, you
2: know, the latter as far right. as you know what I what was on my ownership pieces. I, I love besides, y'all. Yeah. I want to add to what you just said. Hotels are operating business where you can own a real estate. Right. McDonald's, you don't necessarily own a real estate, right? right. So mm-hmm. that's what makes hotels a very attractive investment because not only are you owning the business, you're owning the real estate, which adds to the valuation. So for someone like yourself who wants to come in and invest. You and especially if you want to invest passively, you like, look, I have some extra funds. You know, I have some retirement funds or whatever. I'm looking to invest long term. OK, you actually and I want to get more of a higher return than what I'm getting in the market or whatever my my other uh, real estate investments. That's why hotels are a sexy asset, because it goes on for of performance. So think about it. Just think about it. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really traveling right now. Right. But in a couple years. When people feel more comfortable about traveling with COVID, hotels are going to be booked solid. Right. Right. And we- so with pe- sometimes people, they, they can't wrap their brain around it. Like, oh, nobody's staying in hotels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right now, nobody's mm-hmm. staying in hotels. Mm-hmm. But in a couple of years, maybe even next year, maybe even the end of this year, right. people are going to be traveling and our hotels and our, our, our investments going to be nice and, and beautiful and fat cause people, <laughs> because of the return on investment.
0: Well, you know, I- I'm going to be honest with you. I-, I see the opportunity, you know, because people are traveling now. People are resisting because it's called cabin fever. I got to get out. I got to right. get out. And that goes back to the marketing of your property. Do you have you guys? Because I, I hear the word team, but, you know, you, it's still a property. And Hilton, you know, Hilton, you're part of their registry. You go in there, you do a search, and it pops up. And and I'm, I'm sure you play a, a royalty fee to them for using their right. brand relationship because they provide that service to you, and it helps you, help you win. But in the end- you said something about profitable hotel properties. That's what you should be buying. You should not be trying to build up a property that's not successful. You should go in and look at the portfolio. How does that process work?
2: Well, the three, it's three things that makes a hotel successful. Right. Location, brand, and operator. So to give you an idea about our hotel, our hotel is in El- Oklahoma. Our hotel is right off the exit. So if you're driving by and you want to stop, Boom, right off the exit. Beautiful new home two suites property, extended stay property with the kitchenette, right? So then we have the brand. The brand is a Hilton property. How many people have stayed in Hilton brands? Rashawn, I'm sure you stayed at a Hilton brand. You loved it. You felt comfortable. You was like, oh my goodness. I know when I stayed at Hilton brand, I'm, I know what I'm getting into. Right. Then we brought in an operator, mm-hmm. Commonwealth Hotels. They manage over; they have over a billion dollars in their portfolio. Wow. So we have the three components to make a hotel successful.
0: And I'm gonna tell you something: the, do you, uh, that property you do the early morning breakfast. We do. Whew. See, that's, yeah. that's that's the home run for me. See, I'm, a, I'm a old school. Back in the day when I was traveling as a stand-up comic, I had to stay at the hotel that gave me the free breakfast in the morning, the waffles, the eggs, scrambled eggs, and give me some orange juice. So that's a big selling point, correct? It is, yes. You know, you got to have those incentives because of the fact that it's a very competitive world out there. But you're hitting, that's what I was just saying, is that I wasn't annoyed at the fact that, because I knew you were off the hotel, off the property. You see, you get a lot of people who just, I'm tired of driving, pull over. You get that type of customer. Yeah, then you also yeah, get the customers yeah. to say, yeah.
1: hey. I, had, I had actually had a few friends that were driving cross-country. Cr- cross uh-huh. And when the news broke, they were like, I actually was going to stop off in um, Tulsa. But right. we're actually going to stop off in El Reno, which mm-hmm. is just two hours from Tulsa, mm-hmm. which was even more impactful, I will say, looking right. into this deal, is understanding that years and years ago, my ancestors couldn't walk through the front door. Right. And now, here we stand as owners, of the property and able to provide jobs. We're able to save jobs, like where people are getting axed during, during the pandemic. We're able to save jobs and increase their quality of living. There were, we, we went and talked to the staff and some of them hadn't had vacation in years. Wow. Some of them didn't even have a 401k. Mm-hmm. So we were able to come in, provide these resources. So it's the impact to the community, as well as, um, you know, the people that we were able to inspire through our story.
0: Well, you know, when I, when I, first of all, thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation because you go, you still. I have six sisters and I have, a, I have a daughter, you know, she's graduated from college. And so anytime I, I see inspirational stories by females, especially African American female, I want to highlight. And that's what I'm doing right now. You know, I, I'm just one of many opportunities that are coming your way or will come your way in the future because you reason I say that because I'm always about trying to see the, the different Way, with lanes of opportunity because, you know, people tend to pigeonhole black people or African-Americans, you know, they'll say we don't do, we don't understand technology. So they, they that's why Silicon Valley said we, we weren't looking to hire you guys because we didn't think you guys wanted technology opportunity. We thought y'all just wanted to use the phone. And so, so it's the same thing here with this hotel opportunity is that I, I'm just trying to answer common sense questions because I want you to understand that. This is incredible what you are doing. It really is incredible. And I say that because of the fact that it's not normal. And that's a positive thing because I think African Americans, in order to achieve ultimate success in this country, have to do against the norm and the norm and what you guys are achieving against the norm. But you're also taking your experience as former employees. And say, hey, I want to I want to bet on myself. And and, and in closing, I want to talk about that betting on yourself and walking through the unknown. So I want to start. I know, Jessica, I want to start with you on, on betting on yourself because that's what you're happening right now. You're betting on yourself in a hotel business, but you're betting on yourself as an entrepreneur. You're betting on yourself by convincing people they should invest their money into you for long-term opportunity. How does that work? Or, 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 what are the stages that, that slow you down to go, wow, I'm doing this?
1: Well, I mean, really, we're still in the midst of doing this. I mean, my head is very much still down um, as I am a real estate developer and investor. But it started out being a wholesaler. That journey of investing in myself and believing in myself, once I closed my first wholesale deal. And wholesaling is the act of finding an opportunity and passing it on to a buyer. And it's about understanding the language. It's about understanding, hmm, You can make money off your assets and let your assets pay for your liabilities. Mm -hmm. That's when I started to change the narrative and the conversation. And then I realized, like, it took me three weeks to come up with my first wholesale deal after getting the education. How long am I working in corporate America to make the same type of money? Right. That's when I understood it's the conversation of time. Where am I putting my time to invest to get me greater? And that's how I saw wholesaling as a way to get in and bet on myself. That worst case, no matter where I grew to, which is now, you know, from wholesaler to hotel owner, Mm -hmm. I actually have a course teaching your start in real estate investing from Mm -hmm. wholesaler to hotel owner, because I never knew that that was possible. But I knew that if I take the bet on myself, I at least have wholesaling that I can fall back on to make my money, to make my income. And the sky has been the limit. I haven't had to go back to corporate America since 2017. And don't get me wrong. There have been times where I come home like, let me just quit. I can get back into sales. I can get back to doing what I do. But I'm like, just as haughty as I was about working for Fox, as haughty as I was about working for CBS, I'm just as grateful to work for
2: Jessica Myers. And that's betting on yourself.
0: Wow. Ms. Reeves?
2: Betting on myself. It was just more of a motivation thing. I looked around and I saw all these people, hotel owners or potential hotel owners, and all of them were white. Right. And they own hundreds of acres of land, some even thousands of acres of land. And a lot of them inherited. A lot of them bought it. Mm -hmm. And I said, wait a minute, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I'm helping them do it. So why am I helping somebody else be wealthy when I can help myself be wealthy? Mm-hmm. And I thought about people like my grandmother who at our age, she couldn't check in at a Hilton property. Mm-hmm. She couldn't check in, you know, a day's in because of the color of her skin. She mm-hmm. couldn't even, when my grandmother was on the, on on. A, uh, she wasn't, in, back in those days, in the, the 50s and 60s and 40s, you had to have a certain level of education to even work in a hotel. And my grandmother only had an eighth grade education. So I had to bet on myself and my grandmother. That's what I was doing. So that way, and not even that, I wanted to help other people get to the table. I noticed I was the only person of color. Sometimes I was the youngest, the only person of color and the woman, sometimes all three at the table. And I said, this is not right. Mm. My mentor told me, she said, Devon, she said, when you are sitting at the table and you notice that there is no other people looking like you, you need to change that. And she said, when you don't notice it, then that's a problem. Then you become the problem if you don't keep that door open. She told me, she said, Devon, I, o- I helped open the door for you. Now it's time for you to keep that door open. So I had to bet on myself. And I realized from the, all the encouraging words and the love and support, I realized that this is bigger than me. This is bigger than me and Jessica. We have people who are looking at us who are like, wow, you know what? I can own a hotel. I can do the impossible. I, You know, front desk agents and housekeeping supervisors, they're like, you know what? I can literally do this. I can create my own hotel and create possibilities because think because hotels is actually brings over eight million jobs to the to the economy. And people don't even think that, you know, if you are if you're an artist or if you have a skincare line or or if you have lotions or you have all these different products, you can become a vendor and you become a vendor to a hotel. But see, people don't know that. So right. now when you have faces like us who can help get you in that door, we're creating more opportunities and creating more possibilities. So that's why I had to better myself, not only to so I can create a seat at the table so people can listen to me. Because when I noticed when I didn't have any ownership rights, nobody wasn't listening to anything that I said. But now people are knocking down the doors to hear what I have to say.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, Jessica, yeah, I-
2: we've been we've been like a few year
1: overnight success. You know how people say, oh, it's an
2: overnight success. Like this
1: is years and years of work. You know, Devon putting 14, 15 plus years into the industry, me five years into the industry. This is a journey of overnight success. This isn't just something that popped up in microwave.
0: Well, I, I love it. And I, by the way, I said you could talk, Jessica, I, I have to slide it back over to Devon. She just showed me that she has the ability to articulate in great length and put a sentence after there. I am just saying right now, you know, like this. I, 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 I thought I was listening to Stephen A. Smith in real estate right there. You know, she was just articulating, just throwing down with the words and the verbs and I seat at the table and black America. And I got to kick the door in and all that good stuff. She was talking real stuff right there, girl. When
1: when they say iron chakras Iron, it really (laughs) has been that between us in Mm -hmm. that, you know, us working together, the synergy, we help to exchange, you know, she's more of the numbers, the data, you know, cool. And then, you know, I have the background in television and media. So that's where I have developed my storytelling skills. But Mm -hmm. we we feed off of each other and her energy and my energy. And that's how we created something epic. Well,
0: I'm going to tell you, you created something, you opened my mind because like I said, uh, Thank you for allowing me to dive into your story honestly, you know, to ask honest questions. And uh, if they, it, it, because I didn't know, I didn't know there was a possibility. It was, I, I, I wanted to bring you on the show to expose people to another level. And you said something about the impossible when you was, when you were speaking it. What you really showed us is that the possible is possible. And if we understand the possible is possible, then it's not impossible. And that's what I gathered from this interview is that we're sitting around and we're limiting the opportunities because we don't see that the, the possibilities of achieving another lane of opportunity economically, entrepreneurially is out there. We will achieve it if we meet people like you, Take courses that you guys recommend you take and also become a potential investor. You don't have to drop a million dollars down or two million dollars down. You can become a passive investor and build a portfolio with you guys and allow you guys to build that through your strategies. That's really what we're talking about right now. huh?
2: Yes. Oh, absolutely. We, we focus on collectively. A lot of people because one of the barriers that people they don't want to get in the hotel business or even get into commercial real estate because they may not have millions and millions of dollars or right. access to capital. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm like, well, wait a minute. If you have 10 of your friends or five of your friends and y'all have, you know, 5,000 a piece, mm-hmm. you know, that's what 50,000, right? right. Mm-hmm. Or if you have, you know, 100,000, if you got 10 of your friends, that's a hundred thousand, that's a million dollars. You can do some damage, Right. you can get some stuff done. Mm -hmm. But people, but it's a whole mindset thing, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a whole thing of educating people. So I have courses as well. I also offer one-on-one coaching for Mm -hmm. people. They're like, and another thing that people don't realize is folks who have 20 Airbnb units, 30 Airbnb units. I'm like, you know, you own a small hotel. They're like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. You know that there are different creative ways and creative financing to help you get into the hotel space. Mm-hmm. But people don't realize that, and the reason why I'm so passionate about it because I see, I see how hotels can create so much generational wealth. So much. It's it's corporations, Fortune 500 companies who own hotels. People may not know it. High net worth individuals they own hotels. People don't know it. So I'm here, like, hey, I know it. So let so let me help my people. Let me help y'all <laughs> get into this space so y'all can get not just bags, but create generational wealth. So I'm like, hey, instead of buying an Hermes bag, invest in a hotel. So that way it's a long-term strategy. That's, that's how I look at things.
0: Hey, I love the way you look at it. Uh, Jessica, Devon. I would
2: say do it collaboratively. Absolutely.
1: collaborative economics. That's the biggest key, is coming together and creating the synergy, creating your investor mm-hmm. group, you know, connecting with Epic Collective to show you how to do this, mm-hmm. how to take your community mm-hmm. and your small pot wherever you are and how we can do this together. Um, that's really the big thing of changing the narrative of we work apart. We don't work together. We don't come together. Well, no, we're coming to show you that we do. We do in a major way. And this is how you can be a part.
0: Awesome! I want to thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation, Devon, thank Jessica. Your girls were amazing. I, you know, in the summertime, love to invite you back just to let everybody we know.
2: We got to get you to become a hotel owner. This conversation well, isn't over. I'm gonna tell you something. Yeah.
0: I, 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 what I, you I, I, please, you know, you're in Atlanta, so you come by the office, show me some stuff. I will be writing some checks because, again, you only go with what you know, and so you're right. telling me, Rashawn, slow it down, brother. Come on over here and sit down. So I I do want to become a hotel owner. I don't yes. what I've learned is, you know, God ain't making no more land out here. He ain't making no more new land. And so you you are telling me I can buy some of that land that he's made. And that means yes. that becomes an asset. And that becomes an asset that I can will down to my family members, to my Absolutely. daughter. And that's how you build legacy. And so sometimes you can keep it simple. You know, some it's not, it can be go beyond my house. I can I'm buying all these houses out right here. But ain't nobody renting them. Okay, ain't nobody staying in them. Nobody, I'm not making any money off my home purchases. So you said, Richard, if you if you decide to stop buying a house, invest that money in a hotel, then guess what? As we say, mailbox money. You start making that mailbox money. Checks be coming in the mail. So, Devon, you ain't scaring me. You ain't scaring me. You just need to find me so we can talk about that hotel business.
2: Oh, I'll find you now. I'm a pit bull in the skirt. I don't think you want any of this. You better watch out.
0: All right. Okay. Thanks y'all for coming on Money Making Conversations. I appreciate you. Cool.
2: Thank
1: if you, Thank you for want the opportunity. Go. And also, too, we just want to add that if you are looking to invest, if you mm-hmm. are looking to connect with our team, please, please, please follow us at Epic Collective with a Q on Instagram. Also, email us at invest at epiccollective.com. That's epic with a Q,
0: mm-hmm. epiccollective.com. Let's do this collectively. I love it. Cool. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation. If you want to hear more interviews on Money Making Conversation, because I keep all my interviews on my website, Conversation.com, and also on my YouTube channel, Conversation.com. You can subscribe. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host.